It's Saturday the 5th of August, I'm Mike Boval and this was a week that saw Rishi get into rows over energy and migrants, Donald Trump in more legal trouble, good news for upset Greek tourists and an invitation from Gwyneth Paltrow. Grab a cup of something hot, put up your feet and get up to speed on the seven biggest stories of the week. This is the standout seven from the smart seven. It's news, but not the news. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak had a busy week, well, before he popped off on his holidays to Disneyland. He started on Monday talking about energy, not his famous maths teacher energy, but oil and gas, as the government approved 100 new licences for North Sea exploration. He also popped up to Scotland to announce a new green carbon catcher scheme, presumably to offset the oil and gas licences. And things got a little tense on BBC Scotland. Presenter Martin Geisler wanted to know if Rishi was using his beloved private jet to announce his green initiative. How are you getting up here to make this green announcement today? Private jet? I'll be flying as I as I normally would, and that is the most efficient use of my time. But again, I think actually, if you or others think that the answer to climate change is getting people to ban everything that they're doing to no, stop people do flying, say, to stop people do, going, though, to stop people point. going on holiday, I mean, I, I think that's absolutely the wrong approach. New exploration licenses don't seem entirely consistent with the government plan to reach net zero, and the new licenses will be held by private firms, so they won't necessarily make oil or gas prices cheaper either. But Rishi says it's all about the big picture. Of course I'm committed to net zero, but I'm also committed to our energy security and we will get to net zero in a proportionate and pragmatic way. There was outrage from climate change campaigners over the new exploration licences, including from environmentalist Chris Packham, who says we are nowhere near meeting Rishi's 2050 net zero target. It's a lie, and I can tell you it's a lie because I've read the Climate Change Committee's report, which says that we're meeting none of those targets. We are way behind. Apart from energy, Rishi was also in hot water over migrants. That's because Suella Braverman's big barge plan seems to be in jeopardy over health and safety concerns, just as the Home Office prepared to send the first 50 migrants on board the Bibby Stockholm at the dock in Dorset. Transport Minister Richard Holden didn't seem in a particular hurry, and the important thing is that everything is signed off properly. The checks are going to take us as long as they're going to take. We want to tackle these issues around illegal migration. Yes, these things take time, and yes, we're being fought every step of the way by both the opposition and their friends in the legal community as well. Rishi was determined to stick to the plan as he says the current hotel-based migrant accommodation system is just too expensive. I don't think it's fair that British taxpayers are forking out six million quid a day to house illegal migrants in hotels. I want to put an end to that because I believe that if you come here illegally, you shouldn't be able to stay. Before he jumped on his private jet to California, Rishi made another radio appearance, this time with Nick Ferrari on LBC on Wednesday morning, fielding questions from junior doctors and coming under pressure over his plan to issue new oil and gas licences for the North Sea. Nobody seems to be able to work out how the UK can be aiming for net zero by 2050 and also licensing more fossil fuel exploration. But Rishi says we've got it all wrong. The right sensible thing to do is to use the energy we have here at home as we transition to net zero, which we are going to do. But this is a part of doing that and doing it properly. Labour shadow women and equality secretary Annalise Dodds says the UK is missing out on the job 
jobs and benefits that would come from investing in renewable energy. Labour's been working in partnership with business on these questions. They're really clear. They want to see the green energy sprint and they simply do not understand why the Conservatives seem to be moving backwards on this. Energy and Net Zero Secretary Garnt Shapps, who seems to have missed the meeting on renewable energy, is determined the government's plan to keep digging is the only option. So it simply makes no rational sense to do what Labour wants us to do and simply end oil and gas licences. You've got the billions of pounds of tax it collects in and worst of all, you'd be quadrupling potentially the amount of carbon uh, in our atmosphere. The energy round didn't get any easier for Rishi even once he finally did leave for his holidays as Greenpeace decided to pop into his empty house and launch a massive protest by covering the whole thing in a giant black bedsheet. Campaigner Amy McCarthy was defending the unorthodox protest over North Sea drilling on Sky News. This one is on him. It's his decisions that are leading this country and he's absolutely putting us all at risk by deciding to go after more fossil fuels when the world needs to urgently be transitioning away from them. It really was a bad few days for Donald Trump and his many, many legal teams. It all started with special counsel Jack Smith adding new charges to the ongoing Mar-a-Lago documents case late last week. He also indicted another Trump employee over what appears to be an attempt to delete security tapes from the Florida compound. The new charges for Trump are willful detention of defence information, along with two charges of obstruction, and his Mar-a-Lago estate manager, Carlos de Oliveira, has now been indicted as well. Donald didn't take it well calling the special prosecutor deranged and ranting to his fan base at a rally in Erie, Pennsylvania over the weekend. You know, they're not indicting me, they're indicting you. I just happen to be standing in their way. That's all it is. His former lawyer, Michael Cohen, who's already served jail time, is becoming increasingly concerned that the Republican Party appears happy that Donald will be their presidential nominee, despite the legal cases stacking up. They are all out of control. And if guys like Donald Trump or Donald Trump 2.0 retake the White House, and I'm not trying to be hyperbolic here, the America that we know is going to be more like the handmaid's tale. Then Tuesday evening saw Donald Trump indicted again, this time by special prosecutor Jack Smith over events surrounding January the 6th and the 2020 election. Trump was the only one indicted, but there are six other unnamed co-conspirators listed in the 45-page documents. They appear to include Rudy Giuliani, John Eastman and Sidney Powell, who were all prominent proponents of the big lie around the election. The special counsel says the investigation isn't over either, but did caution Trump is innocent until proven guilty. He also took a moment to praise those who halted the insurrection on January 6th. The men and women of law enforcement who defended the US Capitol on January 6th are heroes. They are patriots and they are the very best of us. They did not just defend a building or the people sheltering in it. They put their lives in the line to defend who we are as a country and as a people. Trump didn't take the new indictment well and sent out an army of spokespeople to try and play down the charges, including one of his many defence lawyers, John Lauro, who was trying to paint the former president's plot as a simple debate. People have spirited arguments about the law all the time, and that's why lawyers are in business. But we've never had a situation where a spirited debate about the Constitution has become a criminal case. Thursday afternoon saw Donald back in court collecting another loyalty stamp on his indictment card. In fact, 
fact, as he flew from his New Jersey golf club to Washington, he posted on Truth Social he was hoping for a fourth indictment to secure the Republican nomination. His former Attorney General Bill Barr told CNN he is 100% sure Trump did know that he lost the election in 2020 and that Special Counsel Jack Smith has plenty more up his sleeve. We're only seeing a tip of the iceberg on this. You think Jack Smith has more? Oh, yes. I would believe he has a lot more, and I think they have a lot more evidence as to President Trump's state of mind. Trump pleaded not guilty to all four charges, and former Republican Congressman Joe Walsh says he thinks Trump is already on his way to becoming a martyr with his MAGA base. It's not a political party anymore. The Republican Party is a cult. He's the cult leader. He said it himself, right? He said, I could murder somebody on the streets of New York City, and they'd still support me. He's right. It was another week of slow progress for Ukraine as it seeks to win back territory held by Russia. Even as the frontline battles drag on, President Volodymyr Zelensky was warning that war is coming to Russia after a number of Ukrainian drones were shot down over Moscow, having damaged some office buildings. That attack came after Vladimir Putin spent the weekend courting African leaders at his annual Russia-Africa summit in St. Petersburg. He spoke after a military parade to praise the strength of Russia's navy, which will play a critical role in blocking the Black Sea Today, Russia is confidently implementing the large-scale tasks of its national maritime policy and is consistently building up the power of its navy. In the name of Russia, our sailors are giving all their strength and fighting valiantly, as our ancestors once did. There was also no sign of a breakthrough from peace proposals brought by the African nations, but South Africa President Cyril Ramaphosa has said that African and Russia relations are in a better place after the conference. The outcome is very, very good. The declaration was well negotiated and I believe that we've got a declaration that can take our relationship between Africa and Russia forward. At least six people were killed on Monday as Russia struck an apartment building in President Zelensky's hometown of Kriviri. The strike left more than 50 injured and many trapped under rubble. That strike may have been retaliation for a Ukrainian drone strike on Moscow as Vladimir Putin's Russia is keen to portray the Ukrainian spring offensive as failing. Russian Minister of Defence Sergei Shoigu is busy too as he listed off what Russia claims are the losses of men and equipment Ukraine has suffered in recent weeks. In July, enemy losses amounted to 20,824 military personnel and 2,227 units of various weapons, including 10 Leopard tanks and 50 self-propelled systems from the UK, USA, Germany, France and Poland. Ukraine denies those figures and says they're making headway with the offensive, but does admit progress remains slow. The war of words and the retaliation by Moscow for attacks has raised concerns that Russia may again resort to nuclear threats. But former Joint Forces Commander General Sir Richard Barron says it's not a major worry. I don't think it's as significant a threat now as it might have been at some points last year. And this is mostly because America and especially China have said to Russia, it seems clear. D- don't go down this road. While the battle rages on, the 
European Union has been attempting to build pressure on Moscow to revive the Black Sea grain deal. EU foreign policy chief Josep Borrell has written to G20 members, urging them to speak with a clear voice and help those most in need. But despite international pleas and an appeal from the Pope, there's been no sign of progress. Lithuanian Defence Minister Arvida Anusauskas probably won't have improved the mood in Moscow either, as he spoke to German television to say he thinks Russia's military is on the decline. If you compare it to NATO's armed forces and capabilities, it is no longer the second biggest army in the world. The second army will now be the Ukrainian army. An internal Foreign Office report says cuts to the UK's overseas aid budget could result in the deaths of thousands. It highlights in particular women in Africa and Afghanistan who face heightened risk of death during pregnancy, childbirth or from unsafe abortions. The budget cut of almost a billion pounds is intended to be a short-term cost-saving measure, but Chair of the International Development Committee, Labour MP Sarah Champion, said the cuts will have a huge impact. We're just seeing already very, very desperate countries and desperate situations just having more pressure put on them. And the reality is that that's going to spill across borders. So I I find this a very short-sighted approach. The cut in aid budgets may well lead to more migrants fleeing their homelands and seeking refuge in the UK, where the government is already struggling to deal with asylum claims. The short-term solution was supposed to be housing barges like the Bibby Stockholm, now docked in Dorset, but that's turned out to be a floating fire hazard, as Assistant General Secretary of the Fire Brigade Union, Ben Selby, explained. We feel that we're looking down the barrel of another possible disaster. We believe it to be a death trap and we believe it's another accident waiting to happen and we make no apology for making our concerns known. Still to come on the standout seven, Greece is back in business and Gwyneth Paltrow wants you to pop in. Right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. Andrew Tate has been back in court in Romania. The controversial influencer and his brother Tristan appeared at an appeal court in Bucharest to plea for freedom from house arrest over sex trafficking charges. Tate has been formally charged with rape, human trafficking and forming a criminal gang to exploit women. He certainly didn't seem remotely apologetic as he left the courthouse. Who is a victim? Can anyone see? They don't seen a picture or video of a victim? I haven't. Strange. The one they put in the indictment, of course, says she's not. And I think everybody with a brain who's watching this understands what's happening. If you're one of those Greek holiday makers who had to flee their hotel or had to cancel your trip to Rhodes because of wildfires, there might be some good news on the horizon. Greek Prime Minister Hiriakos Mistotakis popped up on Good Morning Britain on Wednesday morning. He says the wildfires are under control and the good times are back in Greece. And he also had a special offer for those whose holidays were ruined. Rhodes today is more welcoming than ever. The uh, island is back to uh, normal. And for all of those uh, whose holidays 
were cut short as a result of the wildfires. Uh, the Greek government will offer one week of free holidays on roads uh, next uh, spring or next uh, fall so that we make sure that they come back to the island and that they enjoy its natural beauty. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with Gwyneth Paltrow. She's an actress, a well-being guru, and the woman who gave the world the phrase conscious uncoupling when she called it off with Chris Martin. The good news is you could become quite a bit more familiar with her. That's because she's listing her house, well, one of her houses, on Airbnb. Not as a regular thing, just a one-off special to promote Goop. That's her beauty and wellness brand. If you want to stay, you'll need to be on the ball next Tuesday at 8pm. Oh, and... mm, probably don't light the candles this is nestled right in nature so you can come and have a zen moment with lots of light and fresh air i have everything all set up and ready for you cannot wait to host you in the guest house see you soon you've been listening to the smart seven we'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m hit that follow button and have a great day give us seven minutes we'll give you the world